Nadine is a strategic copywriter. She helps female entrepreneurs create a strategic customer journey that ethically attracts, nurtures, and celebrates their dream clients so they get the results and fulfillment they've dreamed of within their business. Welcome to the Boom Your Biz podcast, a podcast for the movers, the shakers, and even bigger action takers in business. I'm your host, Sonia McIntyre-Reed, and each week I'll be exploring the question of what really makes businesses and organizations thrive. I'm on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire business owners and myself along the way. Today I'm joined by Nadine from Can Do Content. Nadine, thank you so much for joining me today. I'd love for you to start by telling us a little bit more about Can Do Content and what you actually help business owners do. Thanks so much for having me, Sonia. Um, I am a copywriter and um, brand strategist and founded Can Do Content a little over three years ago. At the time, I just found out I was pregnant with number three, um, was knee deep in a corporate career and was lacking fulfillment and purpose and all the things that come with what I do today. So back then I went on a bit of a, um, yeah, purpose finding mission and went deep to find out what my strengths were, um, my skills and how I could apply them to um, the business world. So I started Can Do Content as a way to support women-led brands with strategic copy as part of a strategic customer journey. So over the 15 plus years in the corporate world, I quickly realized I had worked across the entire customer journey. So beginning with PR and corporate communications for a global automotive giant. Um, And I traveled to motor shows across the world and teased new models that were going to be released. So building hype um, for new products. I also worked in corporate sales for Australia's largest retailer and actually had to get the sale across the line and get the messaging right to, you know, sell that transformation that comes with the purchase and also worked in after sales for a luxury shirt maker in the UK where I had to you know, fix hiccups and also convince them to um, place another order with us. So all those years of, you know, selling and charming and convincing have given me a pretty unique lens on what it takes to write convincing and converting copy and create um, something that is more holistic and strategic. Mm, Yes, and I think it is so important. I mean, we see um, with our clients, ads don't work unless they have their customer journey really nailed and their messaging is really clear. And I mean, I look back on my journey in business and I think it took probably two or three years into business where I was even clear about my own business. So I know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, Why do you think this is though? Why do you think that we as business owners often have a really hard time communicating what it is our business does and our points of difference. Sometimes we we try to be everything to everyone, which can be very appealing when you first start out because um, to begin with, you probably aren't clear on what it is 
that you're great at and your point of difference that your customers are going to buy into and love you for. Um, but also, you know, that, that perception that you need to bring a lot of customers into the door to, to actually thrive as a business when, in fact, it comes more down to finding that right customer for you and um, drilling down your messaging to speak only to that specific customer group and winning them over and making them fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. So if there's any small businesses out there that have been struggling with their messaging, what process do they need to go through? And ideally, what should they have handy and mapped out um, as a tangible when it comes to their messaging? Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I'm a strong believer in actually going straight to the source and asking your audience and your customers what they love about you and what transformation you as a service provider or as a product-based business um, deliver. And then um, using that as the stepping stone for your own um, brand voice and brand tone um, and the brand messages that flow on from that. So if um, I work with new customers, we always go um, take that step back and um, send out a very strategic customer survey that gives us all the goodness and insights that um, that are necessary to find that clarity around the messaging and also um, find the language that is going to resonate with um, our customers. So that would be the point to start with. I know it's it takes a bit of um, effort and work, but it is so worth um, your while. And the aha moments that are going to flow on from that um, are just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, I look back on my journey and I was trying to be everything to everyone. Um, and you're just not cutting through the noise when you're trying to do that. And I think another mistake that I see, and you might find this as well, is that people will look at the messaging of their competitors around them. And then it becomes a situation where everyone looks and sounds the same. Do you often find that in other industries as well? Oh, yeah, totally. And the amount of times Frank Body or Go to Skincare up <laughs> yes. in, uh, you know, inspiration and brands my customers would like to, to sound like um, is incredible. But the problem with looking too closely at your competitors um, when it comes to inspiration is that if you sound like everyone else out there, there is nothing um, for your customers to fall in love with and, and to resonate with. So what I would rather do is auditing your competitors for gaps in their messaging and in their in their tone. So finding those niches and gaps that you can fill as a new brand or even as an established brand. So picking apart what your competitors don't deliver um, and then filling those voids strategically with language, messaging, um, and also potentially products and services that you offer. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find there's resistance with people thinking, oh, yes, I want my tone, brand tone to be full of personality or sassy, but when it comes down to the actual delivery and the execution of it, they then pull back and go, oh, no, no, that doesn't sound professional enough. Um, is there a bit of a balance between the two there and how do you tackle that? Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely a big fan for um, a fan of finding your own brand terminology. So be it, you know, naming frameworks that you use within your business and giving them catchy phrases um, that you can use in your marketing and also in your sales sales conversations. 
but when you are trying to too hard to be funny or you know connect on a level that does not necessarily resonate with the people that you're trying to reach you can it can be very hit and miss so certainly you know infuse your personality and find something that is genuine and authentic and sustainable long term with your brand but stay clear of over the top statements that um you know, get your attention initially, but fizzle out pretty quickly because they're just not you. Mm, yeah. And then it's hard to remain consistent with it. Exactly. Well, but... Exactly. It's it's easy to do across one social media campaign, but then when it comes to, you know, your website, your blog posts, your, your weekly emails, it can fizzle out pretty quickly. I think I came across this term um, when I was initially researching your website and social media before you came on this podcast. Um, What is a building block office suite? How do we create one? Yeah, so I am a big fan in building block office suites, as I like to call them, just because it makes your content creation um, and your messaging very efficient and time-saving and successful because if you take a step back before actually writing copy bits and pieces to you know speak to everyone and, and sell all your products, if you step back and map out um, where your audience is right now, have a look at all your various products and how they fit together like um, a building block, you know, how they stack on top of each other um, and what logical path your customers can take through your building block office suite, then that makes messaging, um, brand touch points um, and how everything flows just so much easier in your marketing efforts. Okay. Can you give us an example maybe from one of your clients and what that would actually look like in terms of their blocks? Yep. So one example is um, many online businesses start with a lower entry, low priced entry product. Um, So it could be you know, a, a an online workshop to attend, an ebook, um, products generally where the investment is rather low, um, and they can speak to cold audiences. So your messaging there is going to be focused on building trust initially to to hand over that that first investment um, and warm cold audiences to be familiar with you as a brand. And then once they've purchased that first product, you need to logically. Um, tease that next step so that can be um, a you know a a course for example six weeks course with guidance um, from you so it's like a done with you product where the investment is slightly higher um, but the mental hurdle to overcome is a lot lower because they've already invested you so what you do there is map um, that Uh, first purchase to the second purchase and fill the gaps in between to get them from where they are now to where they need to be to place that next purchase. And all those content points in between can be um, targeted at busting potential objections they have to come overcome when it comes to price point, um, time investment um, and results, for example. Um, You can also paint a picture. So paint, you know, future pace, it's called in copywriting. So Paint, paint a picture of what the future can look like, you know, immediately in the near future and long term, um, and also deliver quick wins along the way that tease that bigger transformation. And once your customer has purchased that second time, they might be ready um, because they trusted you. They've seen the results they can get with your guidance to hand over um, their brand 
to you um, for done done for you copy where you um, take over and deliver the transformation for them entirely. So that's that bigger investment again where their business might have grown with your help and um, they're ready to to invest um, even more. So it's that gradual progression from small investment to that next sign of trust um, and then that major major investment down the track. Mm, and essentially what you've outlined there is just a sales funnel and I think that is a term that is the term funnel is thrown around so much um, nowadays and people sort of go, oh, I need a funnel. And I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about? What do you, what, yeah. do you understand what you're talking about? Um, and I think you've beautifully outlined it there. Really, it's taking someone from being a stranger to getting them to invest a small amount and then gradually invest more. And as they get those wins, then eventually they're, you're leading them down the path to a big purchase or investment with you. Um, And it's done in a completely non-sleazy way. It's done from a place of helping people. Um, And yeah, I I love that technique. Um, I think a lot of people go in straight for that that big sale um, and that big investment and it just doesn't work like that. You really need to build that relationship with people. And even though we're we're talking mainly about online businesses, um, it just, yeah, doesn't happen that way. I wish it did, but it doesn't. It ultimately comes down to building emotional connections and and, um, evoking emotions in your your messaging along the way. And then those emotions um, trigger decision-making that is a lot more intuitive and um, flows a lot easier as well. And the same goes for product-based businesses as well. So here it might not necessarily be the building block um, products for you, but it might just be complementary products that are the next logical step. So, you know, product accessories um, that go so nicely with that initial purchase. So it's, again, having that forward vision for your brand and, and making sure that you present your customers with the next logical step before they even know it's a thing. Mm, absolutely. So other than um, a lot of business owners trying to speak to everyone and not having a sales funnel mapped out, what are the other, I guess, key things that you see when your clients come to you that they need help with or that they're missing the mark with? It's um, It usually comes down to just um, having too many words and too many ideas floating around in their head just because they are too close um, to their product, to their business, and, and they can't take that step back to, to actually look at um, the incredible value that they're adding to their customers' lives. So it is, um, yeah, taking a close look at the product in itself or the service, um, the offer that you have, and um, being very, very clear on the hopes and aspirations that it delivers um, the journey that it takes your customers on and then speaking to those benefits over any features. So usually my customers get quite hung up on the features, the inclusions, um, you know, what comes with it, the dimensions, which all are important, of course. But um, when you drill down, people, um, as we just said, want to react emotionally and resonate emotionally with the product or service. And if you can give them that, that um, emotional reaction they're hoping for, then um, you've almost done done the job. Mm, absolutely. It's like that Seth Godin quote that's like something along the lines of people don't buy goods and services, they buy stories and magic. Yeah, exactly. um, 
and it's yes. tapping into those emotions, which, yeah, I completely, completely understand um when you say that business owners will talk about features instead of mm. instead of bringing the emotion and and the transformation and the journey mm, exactly. uh, if you were working with someone who was selling an online course for example do you kind of have like a set template or um list of things that should be included on that sales page um, not, not necessarily a template, but, um, there are certain, certain things you want to, um, address in a non-pushy way, which, um, is a big thing, especially online, online courses. They can be very caught up on, you know, um, false scarcity and urgency and all those things. So it is finding, um, messaging that organically, um, invites your your reader to come up with their own decision so you never want to force anyone into into buying your course out of sheer panic um it is creating copy it's all about creating copy that organically um helps your reader to come to to their own conclusion um and all it takes is giving them you know those those wins that I was talking about. So um, realistic and honest wins that they can actually achieve. Um, you know, quick, immediately, um, medium term and long term. But then also highlighting what it takes to get those results. So um, basically, what what the sales page needs to deliver is um, selling your product in a in a real manner, so what it for what it is, what it can achieve, but also what it takes um, for you to see those results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I feel like that um, pushy scarcity sort of technique is is one that I see time and time again with click funnels and every time I see a funnel or sales page built on that, I just roll my eyes. It's just a bit eek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, so many so many of us are are onto what's happening behind the scenes, you know, since, you know, time has that reset every time you visit the page. So um, your audience is not stupid. So if you can treat them um, with respect and, um, you know, and give them the credit that they deserve, um, you're going to be long-term, especially a lot more successful than um, getting a a sale across the line that potentially um, your buyers are going to regret because they're going to talk to their friends, tell them about their bad experience. So you want to attract um, the right kind of buyer for your course rather than attracting any buyer. Mm, 100%. You want to be building a brand and longevity in the business and repeat customers, not scaring someone into just getting that quick sale. So, yeah. which again goes back to strategic, you know, forward thinking rather than the quick sale that um, is very rewarding right now, but is not going to lead you to business success long term. Mm, absolutely. All right, Nadine, I would love to learn more about how we could work with you in some way. Do you have any courses? Where can people reach out to you? Yeah, so I, if you want to find out more about um, building block office suites and how to map a customer journey strategically, I've got a mini um, mini training. It's 15 minutes and it gives you all the things you need to get started to map your own customer journey. And you can sign up for free over on my website, which is candocontent.com. Um, also, 
I, I offer done for you and done with you services. Um, so depending on where you are on your business journey, um, what your budget looks like, um, how much guidance you need, there are different options to work with me. Um, and yeah, I'd love to um, hear from anyone who needs some help and um, always happy to jump on a free call, free discovery call to, to suss each other out because that's the best starting point. Fantastic. I will link to that mini course in the show notes. Definitely sounds valuable. And I love 15 minutes, short and sharp. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Thanks again for coming on, Nadine. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Sonia. Thank you.